transformation starts in your mind. What you think is what you feel is what, what you, you do. do. I'm Simon Mangra. And I'm Rose Body. Welcome, Welcome to Mind Your Thoughts Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing mind your language. So language plays a massive part in how we communicate with one another and in how we can get a message across. Maybe there might be a request that we need something to be done or we need somebody to understand what we are thinking or feeling. So language plays a massive part in our day-to-day life as we know. So, Rose, let's start as always. What are your thoughts on minding your language? Well, I mean, for me, language could mean, well, it's it's part of communication, but is it just words? Could it also be non-verbal? I Mm -hmm. suppose that, that could be a whole different topic. So for me, with regards to language, language, we've got language that drives us forward that is positive and we've got language that is negative that keeps us restricted um it's kind of my thoughts on it you know it's and some of this blends on um would actually fall into obviously uh negative self-talk which again is a whole nother topic a spin-off from this but um so with regards to that one, why I'm saying that is that um, you can have language that's quite proactive. If you know, you know, I can do this, you know, you can do this. If you were speaking to somebody else, say that you were um, engaging with a, a staff member and you would say to that person that actually you can do this. Um, I can see the potential in you. So you, you, the language that you're actually, com- the way you're communicating with that person and the words you're using is very positive. Where in the in the opposite instant you could be using very negative uh, language, saying that um, you're always making you know you're always making mistakes. Every time I tell you about this, you're actually using the negative language. But that can also make a person feel negative within themselves because they're hearing mm. those words and then they're linking them to. Obviously, we we link words to things from our past. We link words that are uh, negative. And, and that's where we were talking about languages, positive or negative, that can either drive a person or it can, it can make a person, you know, re, um, re, what I would say, <laughs> coil away and run away because they don't like, you know, they don't like what they're hearing. So what I'm hearing from that is it's the way you come across to others and how you're received as well. Uh, there's so many layers to it. The With regards to the non-verbal then that comes under the whole category of as they say body language um something that came off in my mind as I was hearing you I was thinking to myself you get the whole like people that can sometimes be passive aggressive and they also are communicating in a certain way sometimes that can involve language and the way things are being said like using sarcastic tones or undermining condescending you know um tones or words uh, equally the other side is like you say when people want inspiration uplifting motivation 
you get these key people who are motivational speakers and they speak in a certain way that it does something inside you when you hear it, those words and hear that energy. So, yeah, it's very fascinating um, how many layers are linked to language in that respect. Yes, it, it is. And with you saying about that, so let me give you some examples of things that we would class as negative. And it mm -hmm. may not always be, <clears throat> it, it may be things even like telling somebody what to do. Yeah. Do you know, instead of informing, think about when you're in a situation, you feel like you somebody's communicating you in a way that they actually um, like they're telling you what to do. They're not actually instructing you or informing you, but they're speaking to you, at like, you. And the like language yes exactly mm. so that's the, the language the way they're communicating and the language it's a lot to do with the words that they're using because mm. and also the way it's delivered the body language does come into that as well we can't we can't actually say take that away because mm. some a person may be saying something that is not classed as negative but because of their body language yeah their yeah. stance can make it seem negative mm. so we have to look at it that way and also with you know um within your language you could be saying um you are you know some people are problem solvers and some people are problem seekers right? mm -hmm. <laughs> you can have a person who is communicating always the problem and that can be very negative yeah so they're always yeah. saying well this is what's happening and this has happened and this has happened right um, I, also, I feel like in some organizations i've worked we get people who only notice things that are going wrong which isn't always a bad thing but if that's all you're noticing and you're not coming up with any solutions you're just like in a complain mode then that's then that's not always positive for everybody to receive that on a constant basis that's right and if we if we think about um, the universal laws, the law of polarity, it tells us that there's an everything has an equal and opposite side. So if mm -hmm. we're seeing a problem, there's the equal and opposite um, solution there. So this is where we obviously you've got the positive and the negative. So the equal and opposite of that is there. So if somebody is communicating from the stance of there's a problem, they're only seeing one side of this whole you know, of, a, of a, a whole cycle. That's what I would say. But on the other side of that, you've got the people who then communicate, you know, that there is alternatives. They may have come to a barrier, but they're communicating with their words. Well, yet that's not working. A bit like what we do. That may mm. not be working for you, but how can we look at this? How can we use that? Or what could we do to use where we are now to move forward? Now that's using the language in a, a positive way, but you've highlighted, yes, there is an issue, but you're using it, you're using it to go, I would say, move forward instead of going backwards or not moving at all. Yeah. I feel like another layer to then this, when we discussing things or talking within say groups or workplace situations or even in family situations there's this whole element of compassion that's sometimes needed like understanding I think if we speak about others or a situation where something's not gone right and we talk about it in a way that well I can understand why this hasn't gone right because of this 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 uh, but however to move forward and to fix this now let's focus on this 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 mm -hmm. I think that can land a lot better than just being like almost in you know, a like a blame energy 
be like you did this and you did that and you know you shouldn't have really done this or have you thought about doing that Uh, and that can really create a lot more like um conflict and what's that word when you kind of just rub each other up the wrong way and you can create that friction then by um by being a certain way and I think just having that mindfulness of the way we we communicate certain issues can make Mm -hmm. massive difference within professional and personal relationships as well as if anything building relationships and being more collaborative rather Mm -hmm. than being always against and loggerheads with other people I think also um, one of the things we have to be aware of, and this is something that we do say in our introduction, what what you think is what you feel is what you do. And we have to remember that our languages are very much a, a doing thing, but it comes from our beliefs. We tend yeah. to do what we believe. And obviously that's where the spoken words from, because we tend to what we believe is what we will then speak and then what we will then go and do. And obviously that then also drives our feelings and drives our actions. So if we are actually very focused in negative language, we may not even realise because you don't know what you don't know. So that's right. You don't know that. But however... Is that because your thinking, your beliefs about a situation is negative? Is it because you're losing language where you can only see the problem because in your mind there is only a problem and you believe that everything is a problem, do you see, as opposed to where there's a problem, there's a solution. And some people mm-hmm. only see the solution and say, okay, that's not a problem, I'll go for the solution. That's not a bad thing either. But we need to be aware of both sides, but it's how we use that language because negative language is very passive and it's also very reactive. It's not proactive. That's mm-hmm. positive, positive. And we have to be mindful of that, how we... And it's not, it's, it is very restrictive as well because it's like, you know, you can't do anything, you can't move, you can't grow, it's not going to happen. That's kind of on the negatives, on the, um, sorry, on the self-talk side, because we have that going mm. on in our head as well. But if that's going on in our head and we're actually verbalising it to other people and in our language people can see our stance from that, that's what we have to be mindful of. So, yeah, when we communicate with other people, we're actually communicating most of the time. The language you use is actually based on our own beliefs and our own experiences at that time, all the time. It's never mm-hmm. about the other person. So that's why um, I, I think language is it's very important but we have to remember it's not just the spoken words because I think it's the portion of spoken words and what when we communicate is less than it is through body language and the cues that we have you know subtle cues so yeah so two things coming up for me here one was with regards to a recent post that I had put on my Instagram about the glass being half full or half empty what type of person are you and I said, maybe the glass it just is sometimes. However, <laughs> predominantly people think about the glass being half full as if you've got optimistic view, optimistic viewpoint and, a, you know, a, full, a positive way of looking at life. And you're always looking at the positive lining in, in any situation. And then you get people who look at their glass as half empty. So they're quite negative. They can be pessimistic. And that's why that language pattern that they've developed over time, like you said, they're they're probably not even aware of it because it's just second nature to them to look at things from that viewpoint. So I feel like that makes a big difference in how people communicate, whether it is more positive or more negative. Um, But then 
there was another thing that I was going to mention. I should have wrote it down. Um, it was around, <laughs> it was just around something that you said with regards to, I guess what was in my mind was about effectively communicating. Like sometimes it's needed maybe to be negative. Sometimes something needs to come across not always in a positive way. I mean, an example I could give is that we could have a sales team where they're underperforming and there's only so much like positivity we can use in that. We kind of need to say to them that, come on, you guys need to get yourselves into gear now because this is creating big, massive issues uh, for our company uh, as the revenue's dipping as a result of poor sales. So mm -hmm. would you have any suggestions around how something like that can be better managed in how it's communicated and how, what kind of language could be used for that? And then I will add in a little bit more about the other side of non non-verbal language communication as well i what well, the first thing that came into my mind when you said that is that because something is going wrong we don't have to communicate negatively at all because that means we're focusing on what's going wrong mm -hmm. however what i'm saying is not to not not to not be aware of what's going wrong but to also be looking and saying well if this is going wrong how can we flip it to the other side yeah mm -hmm. which is to the positive so it's about one highlighting what's going wrong that's what i would say i mean um a, a recent a recent example of that um is speaking to somebody that i had working with me um doing some admin they were not doing um the the work the work one they were not being they were not doing all their duties and the reason they was not doing all their duties was because the part of the duty that was quite important for them to be able to do the other bits they kept doing wrong now it kept being a reoccurrence and a reoccurrence and a reoccurrence and there is quite a big impact on that because um if you're working on a any, any sort of project and your reporting is wrong especially when you've got you know other you've got um you know stakeholders and they're the ones who's putting in the money it becomes a big impact and um it became very frustrating and yes i could have communicated it very negatively however what i felt was that that would not be that would not that would really not help the individual because they yeah. were struggling anyway within themselves and most people know when they are actually doing anything that's happening that's going wrong or they're not performing at top level most people know that already so why do we have to go in there and really go and highlight that even more and not mm. just and why not communicate how we can all of us manage that to turn it round and then actually look at that individual and see how we could highlight we can work with their strengths instead of their weaknesses try to try mm -hmm. to build on their strengths so that they feel a bit more positive and actually willing to be able to go ahead and solve those issues so it, again it's about how you communicate that so you kind of communicate something's going wrong but in a positive fashion yeah it's not about thinking positive and pollyanna kind of positive yeah. but it's yeah. understanding that yes the two is there but communicating it in a way that's going to make the person as i said before the examples making the person feel you know um you know restrictive or limited and it's a passive kind of 
this you know um words that we're using it's reactive words it's judgmental judging it's mm. not going to help it's not going to solve any sort of performance no. issues so it's about putting it in a way and explaining that show them the impact of where this is going the impact mm. and how it will impact on them and the wider the whole team yeah which is why i did and then actually communicated to find out what was what was going on with that person in their mind why they were performing so poorly and it was through the communication that we got a solution because if i hadn't gone in heavy-handed with the person i don't believe we would have had a solution mm, that's correct yeah i agree with you i feel like what's come in my mind for this is it's like almost using that situation to kind of navigate and transmute the conversation and the message to to turn it into a positive from where it might even start from a tiny bit of a negative standpoint mm -hmm. so it could be saying to the group that look there's certain figures here that that aren't ideal uh we i know that you guys have got so much more potential let's work mm -hmm. together and see how we can improve this a statistic because this gives us a really amazing opportunity now to show what we're made of and show what you guys are made of and really hit those targets so I'm hearing that from that um yeah. what I was going to say with regards to the non-verbal so because I've done a lot of uh with the whole neuro-linguistic programming work as well as mm -hmm. I've actually worked with an actual public speaking coach with speaking training that I've done um mm -hmm. I've actually also trained others with a speaking and I always say that a massive part of it is and they say statistically sometimes it could be something anywhere from 60 to 70 percent is actually not what we're saying at all it's not our words um and it usually falls down to body language but I also personally believe because of everything that I do and what I'm about when it comes to energy I believe it's also the energy we put out there, the kind of energy that's carried in our body language, in our words. I mean, it's a massive thing in sales. I mean, I'm going back to a sales example, but they do yeah. say that they, you need to have a smile on your face when you're talking to customers on a phone. For example, they'll hear your smile. Um, yes. A lot of salespeople, I've seen them, they'll stand up when they talk because that gives a lot more energy to their, you know, what they're dictating and saying to the other person. So even though the other person can't see them, then there's clearly something being communicated, even when there's uh, only a phone line between two people. So I think I think all of that does play a massive part in, in how things are conveyed and how messages are shared with others, especially where there's limited, um, you know, the actual visual side of it. So going into that realm now, just to pick your brains a little bit, we've had a lot of digital uh, communication now, given the whole pandemic, lockdown, lot more people working remotely now and a lot of meetings happening remotely too so how do you feel like well do you have any thoughts on this and do you feel like there's any ways that we any listeners listening now could maybe take some tips away from ways to improve the way that they do communicate in a digital world <clears throat> well you know it's funny you said that because I've had, somebody asked me this question before and my answer was well just communicate the way you would have communicated the only difference is that you're not able to you're not physically in the same room with the person um so you know examples of this is that we you know we have team meetings and some people don't put on the camera now that in itself communicates a lot of things about <laughs> yes, that it really does. yeah so, i agree 
Yeah. You know, if you was going to go to a, if, if, so why I said communicate the same way as you would normally do is for this reason. If mm. I was going to go so to have a your place, camera on, for example, because you wouldn't right. meet somebody and not have your face shown to them, for example. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't go and meet someone with and turn your back to them, would you? So exactly. that's kind yeah. of like turning your back to them. You would face them. So obviously, if you... No, I like, I like that do, example. I think that's spot on. I think a lot of people can take a lot away from just that little piece of advice, yeah. Yeah, because I think it's quite important. Yes, I know I know everybody, we, we all have these issues with being on camera. Mm. I myself had the issue, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> but what I found is that yeah. I've just got thinking about it. I think, okay, yeah. then if I, if I was, what's the difference between me meeting somebody face-to-face -face and me meeting mm. them on the camera? I look the same. And that's exactly what I've said to people. Like when I, I'm I'm massive on voice notes when I'm on like WhatsApp or even like some other platforms that I've used. And uh, a lot of people say, oh, I could never leave a voice note. I don't like the way I sound. And I always be like, number one, no one's telling you to listen back to it because the message is for the other person. I don't listen back to my messages, if I'll be honest with you. Second of all, um, you sound the way you sound. The way you're, if you're sitting next to me, I would hear you the same. So even though you might, to yourself, it sounds different. <laughs> Remember, people are hearing the same thing, no matter if you're saying it like how we are recording this now, for example, whether we record this in person, whether we record it using any different digital means, our voices pretty much sound the same. Uh, so I always find this quite fascinating when people are funny about the way they sound or the way they look, because I feel like when I'm standing next to you, I'm seeing you the way you are and I'm hearing you the way you are. So I do find that quite fascinating that, few people do have hangs hang ups about that mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's quite funny because this is where we go back to that self-talk and the beliefs that we have because yeah. sometimes we believe that you know what my my voice is not the best voice I have to say that I've gone through all those you know it's anyone out there who's listening we are doing this now but we I have had my journey with this I've had my journey with doing facebook lives and instagram lives thinking oh i don't look right i need to look that way i've also had mm. that with my voice saying well you know i've got a very northern accent and i think oh i've even said to myself oh that doesn't sound right i sound a bit dumb there because <laughs> i don't like my accent but then mm. i've got to the point and i thought well that's the accent that everybody hears if I'm on the phone, if I'm face-to-face, -face, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's what they hear. So who is the person criticising it? It's me. Yeah. And that's what I would say. Most of the time, it's us who are criticising ourselves. Yeah, Most rather people than say else. To you, look fine on camera. You look mm -hmm. the same as you did before. Unless you're going to get on camera, you don't put any makeup on, and I don't know, your face is a mess, you've not washed your face or whatever. You wouldn't go <laughs> to work like that. So you exactly. would be presentable at work. You'd be coming to meetings the way you would be at work. I agree. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's why I said it's about digital. I would say you deal with it the same way as you would if you was meeting somebody on the road you would go you mm. wouldn't just go out on the road and not comb your hair and you know fix you know put on makeup if you wear makeup if you don't mm. yeah you know but you'd actually make yourself presentable because you was going to leave the house so it's the same yeah. thing it's it's 
we we try to look at it different but it's the same communication it's just a different form of way of communicating and connecting this is quite interesting now because this is another thing we do communicate with people with subtle things like the way we dress the way mm -hmm. we show up the way we might mm -hmm. be presenting ourselves that communicates a lot when people just see look at us before we've even opened our mouths so there's a lot of communication going on there too so I guess yeah. that's a whole different topic, but it's just something for people to think about for food for thought. Um, so, yeah, another thing I, I, I did want to pick your brain about, I find this quite fascinating. So with this whole digital world, everybody talks about this uh, eye contact we should aim to have. But sometimes, depending on where our camera might be placed on our computer screens or our laptop screens, we're not <laughs> always looking at everybody in the eye. Now, I personally have just got over this and just thought I look where I look. Um, as long as I can connect with my energy and I can receive the other person's energy, which goes back to the having the cameras on. And in some cases, I, I tell people to have their mics on too, because I need some feedback. I don't like talking yes. to just a screen. Um, that's my personal preference. But yeah, um, I feel like I've just kind of got on with it. But I think some people still feel like it's it's a really huge part of the communication um, piece about eye, eye contact. So I don't know if you had any thoughts or comments on that again maybe maybe I just look at it totally different because if I'm looking into the camera the thing is that if the camera's I think it's about positioning as well if you've got your laptop directly in front of you this is I mean this is not a, a standard this is just what I do I tend to have I tend to do most a lot of my coaching calls via zoom yeah. So if I'm going to do if I'm going to do a session with someone, I would just look at them directly. I tend to not look at the camera. I just look at the screen, to be honest, because if I start looking at the camera, my eyes will probably be all over the way. <laughs> I agree. And I'm the same. I tend to look at people on the camera because I feel like and this is just my theory. I feel like my energy is still connected to them and they know that I'm looking yes. at them. Yeah, exactly. So I would just look at this. I would look at them. I can see them on the screen and I look at them directly on the screen. And probably my camera's picking me up looking at them. And obviously I still do the nods and the, you know, the mm -hmm, yes and that knowledge room. So then they have that connection. And I think it is important that we have a two way conversation and we look at each other as best as we can. But I think some of that comes down with just being comfortable because we're thinking, well, where is the camera? Should I just look at it? So I just look at my computer screen. I don't the cameras are just above the screen. But mm -hmm. I just look at the screen and look at the person because I found that when I've done that on my phone, for example, if I've had to do something on my mobile phone and I've tried to do a call and I'm looking and I'm trying to find the camera, I find that I'm not looking in the right place. <laughs> so if I just look at the screen. Yeah. I yeah. tend to get more connection. So that that's that's my tip. And that's what yeah. I've used. And I found that's been helpful. But yeah, you, it is, it is not the same as having eye contact when you're face to face. Yeah. So we're just coming towards the end of the episode now. If you were just going to summarise the key points for minding language uh, from everything that we've discussed today, what do you feel like the key takeaway would be that would be worth just reminding our listeners? The difference between positive language and um, negative language, knowing that positive will be more proactive and the negative is very reactive. So it's you, you're not 
you know, you, you're not bringing really anything and it's very passive. That's one of the things I would say. And, and knowing that if you are in a negative situation where, the, you know, it's a performance or anything negative, you can turn that to be a positive because you can find the, the good thing out of that the thing to highlight to actually change that and transform that because we transform people's lives on our own through what we say how we communicate mm -hmm. so I think what I'd add to that is having a gentle approach having some mindfulness sometimes just pausing and thinking before you speak give yourself that space and the best thing anybody can do is prepare if you know it's something that needs to be discussed and this could be a tough subject or topic then kind of plan ahead of what's the best way that you want to kind of maneuver that that conversation in order to get the best positive outcome from that so thank you everyone for tuning in today we hope you've taken a lot away from that as always we'd love to hear from yourselves if you'd love to give your thoughts on this topic or any other topic that we've done please do email us at mavenbody at gmail.com and both myself and rose will catch you on the next episode Thank you for listening to us today. Next time you feel distraught, remember to mind your thoughts.